Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Dozcast. We're back again. Uh, again, thank you for sharing. Um, and I hope you enjoyed the last episode with Emma. Um, one of the best comments that I had was from someone saying, Why do I now want to be best friends with Emma? I thought that was brilliant. Um, and it just shows what a what a good guy Emmy is and I'm glad that he came across that way on the podcast as well um, because he is genuinely a very very good guy um, this episode is with my right hand man um, the the co-pilot in uh, Two Bros One Couch Marco Moses people that know Marco man there's never a dull moment when you're around this guy one of the funniest guys that I know um, but I'm going to grill him today um, with a few questions and uh, I'm sure we'll have a laugh along the way so I hope you enjoy um, you don't have to but I have set up a Patreon page um, it is basically set up um, just to try and raise some funds to try and help make this podcast better like I've invested in a new mic and things so there's, there's loads more what I can do to improve it so it's all about just improving and upgrading and progressing um, through the podcasting ranks and the podcasting world. So, um, like I say, I'm not being beggar. You don't have to, but if you if you've got a spare bit of change, throw it my way. You see me. But anyway, enjoy the episode. Peace. Right. Hello. Welcome to the latest episode of the Dozcast. Um. This one had to be done. My partner in crime, obviously, two bros, one couch. Yes. Connect. Marco <laughs> Moses, how are we doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Well, I got a bit of a cold. Uh, like I was saying, my kids, they, uh, they're like pigeons, my little dirty, infested carryouts. They just bring it home from school and they should, don't they? And, they, and the then they is, don't, do you know what yeah. I mean? They, they kind of like get on top of you, like, oh, give me a kiss and shit like that. And I'm just. Mm. This is the thing, like, especially with COVID and that man, like, you can you could isolate and all that jazz, but your your kids go to school, mixing yeah. with God knows how many children, yeah. and that's it. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. And if if children can carry it, yeah, and parents can give it, <laughs> <laughs> then what was the point of closing down the schools in the first place? This is it. This is it. What was the point of closing down the country? Because the kids are the carriers. <laughs> carriers. <laughs> They're the carriers, bro. They're the carriers. They're the problems. So basically, lock the kids up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to go. The They're the enemy. They're the enemy, bro. They've been the enemy since day. <laughs> um, this is going to be nice to be able to speak to you about stuff other than football. Like, I love two bros, but obviously, yeah. Um, just away from football. Like, you know what I mean? We still have phone calls about non football and stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, like cryptocurrency and stuff. That was my first question. (laughs) (laughs) What are your views on cryptocurrency? Bro, you do not want to know my views on crypto because we could be here all night. Listen, the thing is, like, do you know when you you look into something yourself and you make a decision on whether you're going to do it yourself, Mm -hmm. then that's on you. And obviously a lot of people on there were like, oh, you know, if you're going to do it, yeah, do it for yourself. It's not a team sport, et cetera, et cetera. I can deal with that sort of comment. What I can't deal with are people coming to me going, oh, listen, you just give me a grand, yeah, and I'm going to invest it in what I've got, and then we'll both make money together. Nah, bruv, that's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know it's a pyramid scheme, but we got to understand this. This is the future. Whose future? What are you on about? What I mean, are you that, trying that, to... that voice that you're using, it sounds very distinct. I think we all know who I'm talking about, like Peanut and Barlow. Listen, <laughs> right, the bottom line is, me and Barlow cousins, yeah, and I love my family with no equivocations, yeah, they're my people and I love them. But honestly, man, there's some parts of my family who just rile me up. They just rub me the... They might as well call me a clitoris, bro, because they rub me up the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> they rub me up the wrong way, I'm telling you. Those be heading, I can't stand it. And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, pyramid schemes are quite simple, yeah. Don't get involved in them. It's quite simple. Yeah, you know, like when people say, "Oh, it's 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 either it's simple. Don't get involved in pyramid schemes. Anything that you have to put money into to make money like that, while someone's making money above you, more money, then no, mm. no, 
I've just, never even. I don't think I've entertained it. Like I, I can't have a, an opinion on it because I've never, like, took time to. Do you know what I mean? Read to into it, research so. it. Yeah. The thing is, as far as I'm concerned, some guy put on the thread. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I went with Hyperfund. You know, I went with Hyperfund, and I put ten k in and all this and stuff like that. Bro, I googled Hyperfund. First thing that came up was Hyperfund is not regulated by the British uh, Fund. <laughs> FCC or whatever, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Right? So you shouldn't get involved. The second thing that came up, the very second thing, the owner of Hyperfund and his girlfriend are on the run for oh, scamming people. So basically, they're allowed to take out £150 a day until you get what? Because these people are on the run, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. What do you think you're getting? Oh, yeah. Well, um, can we start with TikTok? Of course we can. Um, I want to start with what your bio says first, actually. Uh, confidence is key because you are one of the most confident people I know. And I think <laughs> and I think you're so confident that it radiates on the people, whoever's with you at the time, it radiates on them. That's how confident I think you are. Like, where where does it come from? Like, do you, do you know why you are the way you are? Um, I don't know. I've... I've always thought that I had very confident parents, even though they weren't together mm-hmm. separately. My mum is like one of the funniest, most confident people I know. She's a legend. Um, you know, she's like, she, you know, obviously people seen her on uh, on uh, Come Down With Me and, you know, people saying, I know where you get it from now, right, right. And mm-hmm. that's the 100% truth. I probably get it from her. The fact that I've grown up with her, she's always led me to believe that I could do anything uh, as long as you, you know, are confident doing it. And she's always led me to believe that. With regards to my dad, obviously him being a musician, you know, an ex-pastor, he's mm-hmm. got this air of confidence that I've always loved about him. Uh, you know, anytime I speak to him now, he's got this, like lots of always says, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, you know, if, if he, he weren't your dad, I'd probably sleep with him because <laughs> he's, <got this, laughs> he's got this, like, deep, soothing voice that makes you believe that everything's all right. You know, he could be telling you, listen, uh, you are dying, uh, but heaven is a beautiful place. And uh, I just feel as though in heaven, you'll probably rule. And I'll be like, listen, I can't wait to go to heaven. <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah. I believe 100% because he's like just smooth with it. So I think I've got a bit of both of them, probably a lot more my mum because I grew up with her a lot more away yeah. from my dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel as though that's where the confidence comes from, as, as well as radiating on others. I feel as though that's everybody, and I think everybody's personality is radiating others. You can have people who are, you know, like really down in the dumps, and you be around them, and all of a sudden you're thinking, "Fucking hell, why am I so down today?" Yeah, and it's because true. you're radiating what that person's got. So you know, you know, when I'm around you, Dozo, we laugh and we joke, mm-hmm. and we radiate confidence together. Um, and I think if we're in front of people, we can get a group to do that. You know, if I'm with Carl, it's the same thing, whether it's banter or yeah. anything. We radiate on the people around us. And I feel as though that's just people's personalities altogether. But always surround yourself with people who are the the confident, happy ones. Because if you if you get around too many sad, upset ones, then you're in for a big, big roller coaster. Yeah. Massive. Do you ever are you ever like conscious of what people think of you? Like are you are you bothered about people's opinions? I know people say I'm not bothered what you think, but like I'm a person where I don't spend too much time thinking about it, but it can affect me. Do you know what I mean? Like a negative comment, for example, can yeah, it can affect my mood a little bit. Does it? Does the comments? Cause I assume you get comments, especially on TikTok. You'll get comments that are negative. Do they affect you at all? Yes, they do. Um, I'd be a I'd be a liar if I said things don't affect me altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as though a lot of people do lie because at the end of the day, their strength in in making people believe you have a certain ilk. So, you know, if you make people believe you don't get affected, then mm. people try not to affect you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So on TikTok, nobody can affect me because I make people believe that there's no chance they can. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I get comments all the time, whether it's on, on videos or whether I'm doing a live. And I've, I've, I've posted some of the comments and when I'm on there, I make them believe that you cannot even touch me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I come off, there's that moment where I think, that's not deserved. 
That's yeah. not nice. And it makes you think about yourself and, you know, what you're doing. If someone says to me, oh, bloody hell, you know, you could stand to lose some weight, I'm not going to make them believe they're affecting me. But then I'll go and I'll think, God, don't go in the fridge today, bro. <laughs> yeah. People are stressing you out, you know what I mean? If people say anything about you, think about, like, how dark I am. Bloody hell, yeah. you know what I mean? You're darker than midnight. You start thinking, bloody hell, maybe that's why Michael Jackson all, all of a sudden had a bit of light. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, these things do affect you. And I think things affect people on so many levels. And then if you talk about how you're affected by it, someone says, oh, bloody hell, you know, they need to chill out. It's all banter or they've got a mental health issue. Mm. Actually, it's just, it's not that. It's just that these things can affect everybody. At all times. Yeah, that honestly, that hearing you say that is surprising to me. You just, like you say, you strike me as someone who just isn't affected. But to hear you say that, like, it makes you realise that other people probably do the same thing, like you say, put on this bit of a front and whatnot in in social media and stuff like that. But then behind closed doors, we never know. Do you know what I mean? So, no, exactly. exactly. That. And that's why you get so many people as well, you know, I hate to talk about suicide or anything, but like, Obviously, I can tell you this. I don't think, you know, I, I, it'd, be a, it'd take a lot for me to think about that. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine why so many people hit that button in the head because social media is a disgusting place anyway. Yeah. It's full yeah. of people who want, to, who want to upset you for no reason. Look at, look at you know, going back to football, uh, Elanga. You know, Ronaldo missed a penalty. No one cussed him. Yeah. Ronaldo missed a penalty in that game. No one cussed him, but Alanga was subject to racial hatred. And it's probably not from racist people. It's just from awful people who just want to upset someone. And the easiest way to upset someone is generally what you look at. So if you know, oh, you know what, if I say something about being black, that's going to upset him. Or if it's an overweight person, if I say something about being overweight, that's going to upset him. But they're not a fattest, are they? They're just dickheads. And this is the problem. But yeah, I mean, I know it probably will surprise a lot of people when, they hear me say that I'm affected, but I feel as though a lot of people are. I really do. No, no respect for for saying that. Actually, out in the open, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, moving on to slightly more positive things. Eighty four point six thousand followers on TikTok. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, two point three million yeah. likes. That's crazy. Yeah. But the I thing was, is, uh, when I first go on, go on, go yeah, on, go on. Sorry. Well, I when I first got on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> go on we sit in the room together yeah, right, yeah. When, we first, when I first got onto TikTok I obviously it was within uh, the the uh, period of the pandemic because a lot of people were using it before that yeah, but during too. the pandemic I think I saw one of your TikToks mm-hmm. and I was like oh I want I, I want to do that because I used to do uh, I used to do Dub Smash Dub and Smash, I loved that it. was the one I was trying to think what it was yeah, called. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. loved it. Well, one of my most favourite things to do, and the, the fact I was getting so much good sort of reviews off people, you know, they were they were like sharing my stuff. And, you know, I had people share. There was one of them that shared on Facebook. It was like over 15,000 times shared. And I was like, I loved it. So when I saw TikTok, I was like, oh, you know, what's it about? Where can I get into it? And I remember doing the first couple of TikToks and thinking, bloody hell <laughs> there's no way i can get into this yeah do you know what i mean because like you don't get on the few page you get a couple of people liking stuff but it's generally like you might like something or someone else who's following me is like something and you realize how the algorithm works and how much work you've got to put in yeah. in order to get the sort of response that i've gotten in that first year i put in some work some real work you know to the point where People were saying to me, oh, you need to get off it. You need to get off it. It's well gay and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I say gay, I don't mean homosexual. I mean gay as <laughs> in what we used to say, gay as in, you know, like when we were in school, like, that's gay, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's what people are saying to me. And uh, I, I was thinking to myself, no, 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 I can't, I can't be in this. You know what I mean? But at the same time, at that point, I was addicted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm in bed watching TikToks thinking I've got to do that one. I get up in the morning, I've got to do it. I'm on live, I'm doing this. And it just, it's just flown. It's just, there's not what I can do about it now apart from just ride the wave. Do you know what I mean? And 84,000 followers sounds good until you see someone with 220k followers and yeah. you think, I need to get there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And that's it, <laughs> that's it? Like that's, that social media, it's, it's all about numbers. What I was going to say right. is... Um, I was gonna try and figure out how many videos you've posted, but my thumb got very tired. Bro, <laughs> very <listen>. tired. <laughs> I tell you what, right? Me and Dave one time was uh, I think I don't know what he was doing, but he was basically talking about my TikTok videos. Yeah, 
and he, he was going down and he said, I can't believe how much TikTok's videos do. Because he was going down to find one mm-hmm. and he couldn't find it and he yeah. was going down and down and down. And, you know, even my wife said to me, oh, get that TikTok up because she was feeling a bit drunk one day. When my wife's drunk, she thinks I'm fitter than I am. Yeah, which is <laughs> obvious because alcohol hits different. You know? <laughs> so she, she was drunk one day, sat on the sofa with me, like hiccuping. And uh, she says, oh, get that TikTok up that I like. Um, <laughs> and I said, oh, that's from time ago. She was like, no, no, you'll find that. It's easy. But let me tell you, we was there for about an hour. The moment TikTok. went. The moment went. The moment she, she went. Was asleep. She didn't even fancy me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she got sober. She realised there was some fat black guy who lived with her. We're interested. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but yeah, I've done loads. I, I can't even put a number on it. Um, I can't put a number on it. But if I was to go into my thing now, what I started doing, uh, what I started doing uh, a long time ago now on TikTok was putting my hashtag, my comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I feel as though it shows, obviously, how much videos you've done. Yeah. And so if I looked at that now, my comedy one, I've got 1,697 videos. Bloody hell. Yeah. And that's only under my comedy one, the hashtag. Never mind the videos I were doing before that. Yeah. And you've got a backup account. That's when you know you're big in the game. You got, you have, when you have to I've have a backup account. Oh, Jesus. And, one, and then one that I run with the girls, the angels, Nathan's angels. So I've got like yeah. an account what runs these girls. Do you know what I mean? I can pay. Runs these girls. <laughs> I run these girls. Do you know what I mean? Nathan's angels. But they all they all still work for me and I'll, I'll happily do it. Do you know? Yeah. It's um, good. One of the highlights, honestly, of, of the pandemic for me is your TikTok lives, man. Like the player cards, right, as well, especially. Yeah. Like watching some of those hilarious. But then like yeah. your lives, I'll just be like I'll just be I might be playing the PlayStation or something and I'll just have your live on and it's just, honestly, bro, the 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 best. One of the best things from the pandemic. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean I uh even to now I do lives and I think the lives are where you'll get some people who'll come in because they've seen a video mm. and they'll come in, they'll go, Bloody hell, I can't believe how funny you are. Do you know what I mean? You get a follow. Yeah. And I feel as though a lot of that was from lives. The yeah. followers weren't just from videos. I feel as though once I'd started going live, people see the true essence of a person. Mm-hmm. And so they, they follow that person then rather than follow someone who does funny videos. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I remember um, seeing some videos from um, this girl called Creeley. And I thought, you know, just this really good looking girl. And then I saw one of the lives and I thought, bloody hell, this girl's amazing. You know, she was so funny. She mm-hmm. made me laugh at every comment. And then I just thought, yeah, I'm going to have to follow her. And that's 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 how it works, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Um, you've got, like, merch. I've seen, like, a T-shirt and stuff popping about. Yeah. It, just small things, though. Nothing major. Yeah. Nothing uh, major. In terms of income, have you, you don't have to tell me how much. Have you earned money from TikTok? I have. Um I won't talk about how much because then my wife will want a new sofa. Uh, <laughs> I know no doubt she'll be listening to this afterwards, so I won't say how much I've earned. But it's been it's been decent. You know, I always say to people, it's money for nothing. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's money for nothing. And uh I feel as though with TikTok, if you can tap that sauce and mm-hmm. carry on going, then you you've kind of like you've not made it because it's not like you can it's not like you can think to yourself, bloody hell, I don't have a job no more. I mean, some people can. But yeah, I think you have to be, well, yeah. it's not just TikTok. Yeah. You'd have to be big in all of the social media platforms, especially Instagram. Yeah. That's when you make money and not have to do anything. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And TikTok's a good start because obviously, once people start following you on TikTok, you can start plugging your Instagram. You can start plugging your Facebook. Yeah. And then obviously, like I said, once they start being all that, then you hit merch. And then you've got people who will ask you to wear clothes for them. I've got a couple of people who ask me to, you know, wear clothes and stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel as though their XXLs, bro, won't fit me. So I don't say yes. <laughs> you know, I feel as though it's these <laughs> Japanese countries where the XXL is like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can't be wearing that as yeah. a crop top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's drama. Oh. So I don't, um, I don't get into that sort of stuff, but I feel as though that could come at any yeah. point because. Once you start getting the followers on Instagram, which you know over the last year I've had a couple of you know maybe a fa- maybe maybe six hundred more followers on Instagram from TikTok, 
mm-hmm. which is not a lot. But in the case of take in the case of Instagram, when people don't know you, they generally don't follow you. So when you do have people follow you from TikTok, yeah. it's actually quite good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you said like it's money for nothing. It's it's for having fun. Like that's what yeah. I started TikTok for for a bit of fun. Like literally, my first yeah. few videos was just me and the family doing it. But um, yeah, what I was gonna say was what I was gonna say. Like, yeah, it's once that fun element goes though. This is why I'm not as active as much now because when people started saying, "Oh, when's the next TikTok video coming?" That's when I lost the appeal. Yeah, that was it. Was like, yeah. all right, now people expect me to do it. And that's when I lose interest in stuff like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The thing is, is obviously you were doing TikToks and then posting them to Facebook, and even I was thinking, "When's the next TikTok?" Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because. Once you post them to the people who actually like you in real life, because TikTok, I always say, TikTok's not real life, yeah. I know you've got a lot of fans on there, a lot of followers, but yeah. TikTok ain't the one. But when you post it on Facebook and people on Facebook start going, bloody hell, rah, rah, and these are your own people. Yeah. They become expectant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if you then feel like, yeah, I didn't get into this for this, then I could understand why you'd be like, yeah, I'm yeah. out where it's Not me. in like a horrible way, just like, no, a, no, no, yeah. you know, when it feels like, when people expect it from you, like, oh, you expect me to make a video every day now. That's when it's like, oh, right, I can't be bothered. But because I feel that expectation, I feel like I'm almost like letting people down, but that's not what I'm yeah. there for. It's, I, I did it because I wanted to have a bit of fun with yeah. my kids and with you and, with, with and, you and your family. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah. I remember the first videos. I remember the dancing one with Says, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of that stuff. And I remember, obviously, and the thing is, it's different with me because Loza, even though she's got involved in a couple, it's generally when she's going out, put makeup yeah. on, got a dress on, nice and stuff. Whereas I feel as though Sarah was just like, yeah, I'm in it with you. Let's do it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Loza don't play that shit. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> for me, you know, it was always about, okay, how can I get these people on the side with just me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember your videos and that's what I liked about it the most. I liked the fact that, you know, you and Sarah were in it and, it was just fun. It was fun. And you yeah. could see the fun yeah. rather than the, the work rate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I understand what you mean. But like I said, with me, when people are saying to me, oh, can you do this one next? I'm e- I'm eager to please. Because yeah. just, like just like I'm upset when people don't like stuff, I'm also very eager to please when they do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's the, that's the issue I am. I can't stop myself because I'm always trying to go, right, I'll do that for you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I think that leads us nicely into the next uh, topic I was going to ask you about. Um, you mentioned it before, but like your family is hella musically talented. Yeah. There's mad talent. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got instantly to my little sister. Well, no, I got instantly to my big sister first. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, my big sister sounded like Lauren Hill singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always was in awe of her and I always tried to sing because of that. And I was never as good. I could hold a tune because, you know, like I said, my, the family is just like that. Yeah. But I was never, like, talented like that. My big sister was just flawless in how she could sing mm-hmm. without even trying. You know, if you went round and was just like, oh, sing this song for me. When she opened her mouth to sing, you'd be like, how are you even pushing the notes out without even breaking yeah. a sweat? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And now my little sister, you know, she's, like, taken up that mantle. I mean, obviously, I've had two grandparents die. Mm-hmm within the last couple of years and my sister has sang at each funeral and mm. you know her voice just radiates a, a, along the room do you know what I mean so it's always like that and then they'll go to my mum and she thinks she can sing but you know she's like <laughs> you know like back in the day she could really sing and now yeah. you're like mum stop <laughs> so, I mean, she'll come to us she like listen I was the original you know boy I was the yeah. original and then she's like Friday night, you and your girls went out. Yes, <laughs> and you'd be like, no, 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 no. Oh. Friday night we stayed in because that voice is terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my dad as well. You know, my brother on that side as well. Uh, Marcus dialect, just yeah. musical, musical. Where me and says obviously came to see you guys um, and your dad, Chucky <laughs> but Funky, at the wardrobe in yeah. Leeds. That was one of the best yeah. nights I've ever had, honestly. Like, yeah, sick. Sick. Uh, and dialect that was, was there that day, wasn't it? I... He was there that day. Oh, sorry, dialect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got on the stage and did something as well, because obviously um, Kareem Bailey Ray was there. Yes. Um, and, you know, it was like, it was just, you say it was one of the best nights you had, it was one of the best nights I ever had. 
Yeah. Just being on, you know, anytime I'm on stage anyway is just exciting for me because I like that sort of appeal. But, you know, seeing my dad do his thing up live and close, because yeah. I've never been on stage with him. I, I mean, I've been, I've seen him, but mm-hmm. to be up there with him was just something else. And then obviously my brother came on and I thinking, wow, you know, you're great. And it was just good to see everything just worked out well. You know, yeah. and, uh, I wish my dad was still doing it to that, to that level because I'd probably go and see him all the time because he just knows how to win a crowd, doesn't he? Oh, he just yeah. knew what to do. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. like that. Um, I mean, you've not spoke about yourself and singing. I remember, I think we were playing for Walpole at the time. I think it was, a, the, it might have been the Christmas night out in Halifax, yeah. do you remember? Yeah, yeah, of course too. Yeah. And he got on stage yeah, and be. sung, I Believe I Can Fly. Can't sing that nowadays. I bet you can. <laughs> well, I can sing it, but People be questioning my motives. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. It took me a while. I'm with you. You can't just sing that out loud now. You yeah, know that's how true. much you like it. That's my main karaoke song. He's ruined it for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. It's mad, it's mad because my initiation song when I go to a new football team is Ignition as well. <laughs> <laughs> so he spoiled it for both of us. He spoiled it for We can't be doing them songs now. You can't be singing Mama Rolling That Body Got Every Man In Here with Shots. Uh, like <laughs> I, mean, I can't trust you no more. I can't trust you no more. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I remember that night and I think more than anything from that night, I remember the amount of people have probably never heard me sing. Yeah. And were like coming up to me afterwards, going, "Wow, ah, you know what I mean? Like what?" Yeah, I, I think that was me. I think I was watching it, thinking, "Oh, you, right, you know that your friend goes up to karaoke," and I'm like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever." And you know, I'm we, we were drunk, weren't we? And my yeah, jaw, yeah, yeah. my I just remember my jaw dropped, and I was like, "I'm glad I've got this on video. I've still got the video somewhere." Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I knew you were taking the video. I knew someone was, but yeah, I remember. Obviously, you coming up to me saying, "Bro, like, you know, you never told me you could sing." And I remember the other person was Gareth Hamlet. Yeah. And he came up to me and was like, bro, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and when someone asks you that question, you instantly think, ah, maybe I should have done more. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Because, but that's when I could sing. Now, you know, my lungs are filthy. <laughs> my, lungs are, my lungs are filthy now. I can't sing like that no more. Um, and then you, you moved slightly sideways in the entertainment side of things and you went into comedy yeah one of my one of my biggest regrets bro is not seeing i don't know what it was there was something where i couldn't go but i remember where was it was it rhubarb where you did it yeah rhubarb the first one i ever did yeah like yeah. how did how did that come about and yeah what's that like being a stand-up I, comedian i saw i remember why i wanted to do it i always wanted to do it remember like listen i've grown up watching eddie murphy yeah. I've grown up watching, you know, Richard Pryor, uh, Dave Chappelle, mm. and then all of Bernie Mac and all them, like Martin Lawrence. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I, c- I can do this. You know, we talk about confidence. The biggest thing about getting on stage is how confident you are, you know, and I, I realised that when I was doing it. And uh, I remember thinking, I could do this now. I never had the avenue. Mm-hmm. I never knew what to do, because I'm one of these lazy people that, if it's not put in front of my face, I don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm not like, you know, oh, where can I do this? Someone has to be like, oh, do this, and then I'll do it. But yeah. I won't spend time looking for somewhere because I'm lazy like that, which is a silly thing to be, but that's how I am. Anyway, I remember uh, Imran said to me, oh, we're going to go see Paul Henry. Yeah? So Paul Henry? Oh, so, yeah, God, he's yeah. Comedy. yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah, I will actually go see him because I remember one time for his birthday, he did a stand-up performance at the... At I can't remember what the club was, not Kit Kat Club. It's something in Crossland Mall anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I was there. Yeah, I think I was there. Yeah, and he got up and he whipped people. He made me laugh, like belly laugh, he made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. And I thought, bloody hell, you are good. And I watched up and said, you should be a comedian, Paul. And he was like, you know, I'm thinking about getting into it. And that was, you know, before it all happened with me. So anyway, mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. Anyway, they told me I was going into comedy. I said, oh. Yeah, right, we'll go see him. I remember going, I think we were going to, it would have been in town somewhere. So I think it was, do you remember next door to Lloyd's Bar? Um, yeah, yeah. Before it turned into like this, like whatever club now. can't yeah. remember what it was called, but it was next to Lloyd's Bar and we went and saw him. And I, I shit you not, 
I thought, wow, you know, he had a good crowd there mm-hmm. of his own people, but he also had students there who were laughing. And that's what I was looking at. I was thinking, right, it's all good. You can get your people laughing. Mm-hmm. Can you get the students laughing? And he could. Yeah. The students loved him. Yeah. And I thought, I want to do this, me. I said, I think yeah. I'll be good. Do you know what I mean? I instantly thought I'll be good at this. And I remember seeing something on Facebook. It's weird. I just saw something on Facebook about a, um, a stand-up comedy set in Rhubarb, you know, uh, just coming up at night sort of thing. And I thought, I want to do that. Me, I started writing little things about my life, about things, you know, generally about girls, you know, like Tinder, um, yeah. stuff about my family. I just started writing things down and trying to put a punchline on them, you know, even about uh, phones being upside down. You know, we always said, you know, if, you know, if a guy's got his phone upside down, Man's got bare links, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I would write in comedy, but not putting it from that point of view, but from the girl's point of view instead, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember like saying to myself, I need to practice this, but not in front of a mirror, because I think it's funny, but it's, you know, it could not be. And I remember my friend Rachel Hume, who's a DJ uh, for Revs, she says to me, she said, oh, why don't you use my place and invite a few people around? Yeah, she had a place by... Um, you know, Cambridge, Cambridge Road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I said, yeah, yeah, cool. I got like 20 people around. Uh, Eddie, Eddie and Hamlet was there, you know, mm-hmm. the, in one there, Dave and everyone. I remember doing this set for these, my friends, and them lot laughing hard. Well, you know it's not laughing because it's you, yeah. because you, you can tell when people find something funny. Yeah. Right? So I was thinking, oh, you know what, I think, I think, I think I'll do this set. I remember getting in touch with Rhubarb saying, oh, you know, I want to do this. And my dad said, yeah, yeah, we've got to set this, this uh, I think it was a Tuesday night or Monday night, and I invited everyone. And there was about maybe, again, 20 people who were coming to see the same set, but also about 30 people in the pub, as yeah. well as students there. And uh, I remember just getting on stage, and the opening joke was flirting with these two girls, uh, just who were there on the front row. Mm-hmm. And I had the crowd by then. By then, the crowd was already mine because I literally just went to town on these two girls, flirted with them, told them exactly what we were doing after the night out and this and that, and the people just loved me. And I, I remember thinking, bloody hell, do you know what? This is where I belong. I belong yeah. on, a, on, a, on a comedy stage. And I remember like writing more stuff, ended up going to Home Firth, performing there. There was this woman called Shazia Mertzer there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a big comedian in the game, really, you know. And she said to me that day, I remember being with him, man, he came, he was the only one that came to home fair for me. And I remember saying to Imran, um, Shazi Mertzer just asked me to come to America with her. Yeah. She asked me to go to America. She said, listen, you can open for me in America. Right. Wow. I remember being there and I thought, bloody hell. And you know, at that point in my life, I was getting married and having a kid. Wow. And I never took it because of that. And it's not because of, it's not, it's not their fault. Yeah. yeah. I just always thought in the end of the day, I'm not leaving my wife to be and mm-hmm. my kid to go and pursue something in America. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she still follows me on Facebook now, but obviously she'll just see the TikToks now. She doesn't see like comedy. I always get people messaging me from the group saying, oh, can you open here? Can you open here? But I've been out of the game so long now. I'd have to write again and, you know, stuff like that. How but much, I've always thought that how much of it was written? Because like you are, you are naturally funny. Like you could, you could just do an hour set now. I bet I could say, right, do an hour and you could just, you could make people laugh for an hour, I think. But how much was written and how much was it just like off the cuff? Well, the, that's the thing. So when I first got on stage, it was off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I basically just, I just basically warmed the crowd. So basically I started talking about Snapchat, uh, started talking about flirting and this and that. And it was just literally no lines at all. Just yeah. talking to people, making them laugh just by being me. And then, then I got into the set where I wanted to do a crafted joke about a relationship. Uh, then moved on to like just talking to the crowd again and then ended off the joke with how I started it, how I started the night. Um, and I think you even messaged me saying, you know, it's so good that you could, you know, basically do the joke again, you know, yeah. bring it back to the beginning. I remember you messaged me saying that and that was my intention yeah. straight away to do that. Um, because obviously, like I said, I remember Dave Chappelle doing that on so many occasions where you think, oh my God, he's brought it right back. And so yeah. I always wanted to do a, a, a sort of a joke like that. So, yeah, I mean, 
it was very much off the cuff, but at the same time, I did write a lot as well. So, it you know, half and half, I'd say, half yeah. and half. Would you would you ever return to it? Do you think? Yes, a hundred percent. I do think that when my kids get to the age where they don't no longer just want to be loved by me and their mum, I'll go and do that. I hundred percent believe I would because it's got no age. It's yeah, got no yeah. age. It's like it's like darts, isn't it? I mean, I already looks like a darts prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a beer belly and I've got the stance. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I feel as though at any age you can do that and I feel as though at any age you can do comedy as long as you can make people laugh. Yeah. And I do I do honestly 100% when I get back into it. 100%. Yeah. I still write stuff now. If I go for my phone now, any, any time I think something's funny, I'll write in my notes yeah. and just like try and craft a joke from it at a later time. Yeah. Wicked. Um, we just mentioned your kids. Let's move on to dad life quite enjoyed this bit um with emma um do you have like a funniest parenting moment funniest parenting moment um let's see i mean i tell you what when it comes to my kids i feel as though every day something funny happens because of how funny they are do you know what I mean? You know what, bro? Was... Like, whenever I see them on, like, um, like, might be Snapchat or whatever, your kids, there's no doubt that they are your kids. Like, they have that same, they have not only the same humour, but, like, the same kind of delivery in the humour. Like, obviously, yeah. it's, so, it's so much more innocent and, and young, but, like, you can just tell that, oh, my God, like, that pattern that they just did that joke or they did that dance or whatever, you can just tell yeah. that's your kids. It's weird, yeah. man. It's nothing weird. A hundred percent, I get what you mean, because that's all I ever think. I always think, you know, like when I listen to them and even when they've been slightly rude, not rude, but, you know, kid kid rude. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I always think, I can't be mad at them because they are me. <laughs> they exactly me, no matter what they do, no matter what they talk about. Especially like, I know Roman's coming into his own now, but Prince, oh my God, he is, he is dead on me. Yeah. He's dead on yeah. me. So even when he annoys me, I think, bloody hell. I wonder if I annoyed my parents. That is me. Anything he says, you know, even when he comes up to me, he goes, Dad, you know what? Yeah, let me tell you what happened at school today. And I think, God, you know, you're making out like someone's took a down the empire. You know <laughs> it's always so dramatic. Yeah. It's always very dramatic, but he's me. He's 100% me. But funniest moments, like I said, it, it's every day with them too because they're just funny. They're naturally funny and they make me laugh every time. I talk to him yeah. every time. There's not a moment where I think, oh, God, you guys are doing me edit. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. if they want to tell me a story, I'll listen to it because they're just hilarious. Yeah. Isn't it weird with kids? Like, I, I can't remember being without them. Like, it's weird. Like, what were you yeah, doing with your time? Yeah, exactly what you mean. Before they were there, do you know what I mean? They're just like, yeah. they're just there. I know exactly what you mean because, obviously, you just look at how, how quick time goes. You know, obviously, I remember... Jacob being born, obviously I wasn't, you know, there like that, but I remember how long ago it was. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when I look at him now, even when he was saving that shot from your shop the other day, yeah. playing football, I just think, how old is this kid now? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I remember I phoned Sarah uh, a couple of weeks ago when Roman were watching his TikTok with you. <laughs> yeah. And just seeing him even then, I Marco, you're right, he's a big man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. a young kid. He's a big man. He, he he knows exactly how to be and how to behave. And it's just insane how, how quick time goes. Like I say, same with Prince. You're like, now I don't see a young kid. I see this best mate in my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Walking about. Like, you know, he, he's shutting the door and like, no, I'm having a poo. And you think, but do you know how many poos I used to clean? Like, what? <laughs> well, you're not having a poo shutting the door. This is my house. No hot doors. Is it? There was a video the other day. Um, it was yeah, it was Roman who was on toilet. He was in bath eating and was eating a biscuit. Eating a biscuit. <laughs> Do you know what he said to me after that? I wish I'd kept filming. Yeah. Do you know what he said to me? Cool. He said he said, Well it's coming out as well. I said, What do you mean? He goes, The biscuit's coming out. I thought I, I don't know if that is the smartest thing I've heard or if he knows what he's just said. But he was basically saying to me, Oh yeah, well it's coming out at the same time. I said, All right, then, well, whatever. You do what you got to do, do, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, he's having a poo, 
whilst eating a biscuit, and then that smile he gives me, and I just think, whatever, man, whatever, whatever. Oh, brilliant that. And then he shut the door. He shut the door yet and said, "Don't watch me." I said, "What is that? The bat? Don't watch you." I mean, like, I'm supposed to close my eyes in my own back, like, if you own this place. I've shut the door, Daddy. Stop watching. Oh, stop it. Stop it. It's what else, man. It's oh, what else. Oh, man. Oh, God. Something yeah. else. Oh, um, a little bit on marriage life. Um, how, I, don't, I don't think I've ever asked you this. How did you uh, propose? Naked on the ground. That's a lie. <laughs> That's not a lie. Not a lie at all. Not a lie at all. I'll tell you exactly how I proposed. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, 100%, I'll tell you exactly what happened, yeah. And me and Lauren were in bed together watching possibly Coronation Street. But I don't think we're watching Coronation Street because none of us watch soaps. So we must have been doing the dada. Yeah. And afterwards, I must have been like, wow, I kind of love this girl still. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd already bought the ring. Yeah. I'd already bought the ring. Yeah. But you don't know if it would happen. Because, you know, I bought the ring, but I might not propose to you. I might give that to my sister. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, might, I might be like, I love you, sis. Have a good birthday. You know yeah. what I mean? Depends what kind of what kind of mood you put me in, Lauren. It's up to you on this. You know what I mean? So I remember we were sat there. We must have just done the do that on Coronation Street. And, uh, I said, oh, uh, can you get us a... No, she said, do you want some... Do you want a drink? Right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, right, no girls ever offered me a, ever offered me a drink after after the do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? I thought, I'd put in a performance there for her to be offering me a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought, this is the one I'm going to marry. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the one. She gave me you know, I like a parent. <laughs> this is the one. You know what I mean? Because you've got to like the parents too. You can't just be like... My parents are snitches or, yeah. or racist or something. You know what I mean? You've got to like them. So I liked her parents. I liked it. And I thought I'm going to do it. Anyway, I didn't think of a way to do it. You know, some people, I've got a friend, he went to like a theatre and got on stage without his girlfriend knowing he said he was going to the toilet, proposed to her. I thought, that's dead cute. You know what I mean? That's some cute shit. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not cute, bro. <laughs> there's, oh. there's none of that. So I remember, right, she went and got the drink. And I got down on my knees, stark naked. Yeah. Right. And that's not a good look for someone overweight. But I thought, you know what? She's okay with me anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's seen all this before. I don't need to hide. It's all good. And I got on the floor and I came back and I had the ring, not on my dingling, because obviously that's crazy. But I had the ring there in my hand, up in the air. And she came back in and she was in the dressing gown. Yeah. Uh, with that one string that don't really, you know, like fasten. <laughs> she's just holding it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she just started crying. She's like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, bitch, you don't even know what I'm asking you. <laughs> you know what where's, mean? My, where's my drink? Gonna, yeah, I was going to say, is that juice, low fat? Because, you know, man, struggling out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's how it happened. And then uh, she said, yes, we were going to wait. We were going to wait a couple of years, you know, try and get a big wedding sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then my eager ass got her pregnant. And she said, oh, I want to have to, I said, I want to have this, you know, I want to get married before I have any children. Yeah. If I want to do it the right way. So we said, listen, let's just, let's just do it. We're getting married anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get it done. And that was it. It was a beautiful moment between husband and, well, husband to be and wife to be. I'm so Loved glad it. I asked that question. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. This this might be a segment on the podcast in general, but I'm going to try it with you because I think you're the best person to try it with, right? I've okay. got some funny headlines that I've read over the last few weeks. I just wanted to share them with you and get your take on them. Is that okay. Right? okay? Yeah, go for it. So first one. Police officers fired for ignoring an LA robbery in progress to play Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got much more to worry about <laughs> than a robbery happening. So, you know what? If you're thinking to yourself, Pokemon goes the way forward, then you go wild, <laughs> PC Jeffries. You know what I mean? Oh. You go wild. But no, I mean, listen, the police in America are nothing to go by by the sounds of it. Do you know what I mean? That's just, <laughs> that's just, that's just crazy. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine. 
during the I mean? during like, the what? period during the time of the robbery, the men caught two rare Pokemon, a Snorlax and a Togetic. Although it's not clear whether the suspects in the robbery were apprehended by their colleagues. The dash cam recorded one of the officers exclaiming, Got him! After catching the Snorlax and then saying, Don't run away, don't run away! Whilst Lozano described how he buried it and ultra balled the Togetic. <laughs> and a robbery was in progress. <laughs> Just hold on, let me no, catch this Snorlax. No, but, no, listen, whilst they were, because we're saying the robbery was progress. So they actually ignored that call. Did, yeah. they, did anyone else say they were getting that call? Did anyone be like, right, we've got that? They ignored or did it. did they just go, nah, that's not for us, that? They, it went, <laughs> to court, went, to court, went to court and everything. They had, they had dash cam footage, what? which just, yeah, yeah. <sighs> that's that. my, my, my thing on that is, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Imagine, uh, like, imagine it went a robbery and it was like a murder. And then you found out these <laughs> police officers were tagging Snorlackers and Snicklackers and whatever they are. You know what I mean? You'd be like, I've got to go kill them, please, man. And they've oh. got to go. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> this one's a, a parenting-related one. Yeah, Mum on. slammed for cancelling daughter's 10th birthday party over argument about the washing up. A strict mum is being criticised online after she cancelled her daughter's 10th birthday party after she failed to do the washing up for several days. Like is that, you know what? Is that, is that harsh or? Nah, nah, nah. God bless that mum. God <laughs> bless that mum a hundred percent because that doesn't happen anymore. This is the problem with kids. They've got no sense of responsibility. Why should you get a tenth birthday? Because if you right, I've been telling your kid to wash those dishes for several days. First of all, you a nasty ass mum because how <laughs> dare with them dishes yep. that long? Yep. That kitchen would have stunk. Yeah, yep. right. But number two. The sense of responsibility is if you allow that kid then to have this sick 10th birthday party, yeah, <laughs> with all her friends, she's gonna grow up thinking it's okay not to do anything but get something. Yeah. You well, know what I'm saying? That's that's their argument, yeah. That's says, well, that's that should be everyone's argument. It says the that's party was the, the, the party was supposed to be on Saturday, and a few parents who didn't get the message about the cancellation turned up with their kids only to be turned away. The mum said, my daughter wouldn't come out of her room and screamed at her sisters who share the room with her. She called her aunt on the family landline and my sister said that I was too harsh and I've traumatised my daughter. She continued, my husband says that we, that we did, what we did is no one's business and she's growing up and she's going to grow up uh, knowing the needs of how to learn about helping around the house and to learn about natural consequences. I, I, I 100% agree. Let me tell you something, yeah? Quick conversation. My son got an Oculus, yeah, for his birthday, £300 thing, yeah, mm-hmm. right? I said to my son, you don't just leave it on the floor, yeah? Because obviously, oh, we've got that. hard floor in the kitchen, yeah? yeah? this one. Right? Yeah. I said, you don't, you don't just leave it on the floor, yeah? Right, right. He kept leaving it on the floor. He kept leaving it on the floor. I said to him, the next day he came home from school, he picked up his Oculus. I said, no, you're not allowed to Oculus for a week. He said, oh, what, what, what? I said, you left it on the kitchen floor. I said, it could have been bust. I said, that's cost me a lot of money. You're not having it for a week. Let me tell you, after that week, bro, that boy has never left it on the kitchen floor ever again. Yeah, facts. That guy didn't even put it on the kitchen floor to wipe his brow. Jeez. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because responsibilities, yeah, when you get things taken away from you, goes tenfold. You know that, bro, as yourself. Yeah. If your mum said to you, yeah, or your dad said to you, nah, no football this week because you didn't clean your room. You know you keep that room tidier than you've yeah, ever collected yeah. it before because you love football. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing that girl loved partying, yeah. She's the <laughs> Paris Hilton of partying, yeah. along with Paris Hilton of partying. Got clean some dishes, bitch. Oh, That's man. on you. See you later. Thanks for coming. No 10th birthday party to you. See you when you're 11. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can pretend it's a COVID year and have one of those 10 plus one parties. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually my 10th birthday, but we're gonna call it 10 plus one because obviously I'm actually 11. <laughs> have you cleaned dishes? Yeah, mum. I cleaned them yesterday, today. I even put, I did them twice this morning, the same ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%. <sighs> Last one. Oh, God, yeah. Schoolboy <laughs> loses both nipples after classroom dare involving two cans of links. <laughs> A student <laughs> lost his nipples after he, after he was dared to squirt two cans of body spray on them, causing the body parts to fall off. The boy, who was not named, was in his school changing room when someone challenged him to empty two cans onto his exposed chest. Immediately afterwards, 
Immediately afterwards, someone flicked his nipples, causing them to pop off. <laughs> he said, at first, it's just cold. It's not really a big thing, and then it starts to burn. And you're just there waiting for it to finish. <laughs> I don't want you to do this on podcast. I want you to phone me up every day. And tell me Please tell me these things are the house. I want to sit down. Jesus. Bro. Listen, listen. You said, what do you think about these things? I can't give you an answer to that one, bro. I can't Because if my son came up and said, Daddy, I'm going to nipple. And told me that story. I'm laughing at my son every day. Every time he's in the bath. I'm like, bro, show up with me no ass. <laughs> when I first read that one. Oh, I'm uh, never, I'm, I can't, I can't even breathe. That is insane. Oh. <laughs> did you ever do oh, anything, God. anything dumb at school? Like we, bruh, we, did, we did this thing. Yeah, we used to. Do, I don't know why we did it, but it was in RE, and we all thought it was a good idea. We were all trying to get out of class, basically. So we said, right, well, if we all pretend we're crying, they'll let us go. So someone had some Vicks, and we started rubbing this Vicks, literally like under our eyes and probably into our eyes everyone's eyes are just burning and the teacher's looking around like what the heck is like i work in a school now i'd be turning around thinking what the heck is going on right now rubbing vicks in our eyes like what were we thinking that's crazy that's i mean i feel as though kids in school always do some some you know generally messed up stuff i mean the only thing that we used to do was try and make ourselves faint oh my god Uh, what I don't know if you had that in school, but it might have just been like maybe a Caucasian thing, but these kids would like, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, you know, we get you, you get to see Jesus if you're faint and stuff. I was like, ah, oh my cool. God. But whatever. I, you know, back then I didn't believe in this, you know, white people do this and black people do this stuff, but now mm-hmm. I know black people. No, like for instance, I don't know about you, but would you ever go to a ghost house and try and do an Ouija board? Heck no. No, but white people do that for fun. I don't understand it myself. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Denise was like oh you know what we're going to this ghost house we're going to get a Ouija board and see how the people died I said leave them dead people alone mm-hmm. you're crazy but anyway yeah these white people said I would see Jesus and obviously I thought oh, okay you know, people do want to see Jesus so what they did is they press on your chest for 60 seconds oh yeah gosh. whilst you're breathing in and out hard so you're like <gasps> and they're pressing on your chest Come to think of it, they could have killed me. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's crazy, isn't it? Anyway, you'd pass out. You'd pass out. And you got all these white kids coming up and like, I think I did see him. I think, no, dickhead, you did not see him. <laughs> the light you were seeing was almost death. That's what you were seeing. <laughs> you almost died. But yeah, I tried it once and I never tried again because when I woke up, I had the worst headache. I couldn't breathe properly for a week after that. Um, oh, and that was the craziest thing people used to do in school. Oh, God. If you ever want to see Jesus, bro, I know how to get you there. That's all right. That's all right. I'll take your word for it. 60 seconds, pump, pump. Calm. God. Well, this has been... We could talk for ages. We usually We could. We could. Um, I like to end my podcast with the same three questions for each guest. So my first question, uh, if you could invite three celebrities living or dead around for dinner, who would you pick and what are you having? Okay, so... I'm bringing Will Smith. Big. His book is wicked, by the way. Yeah, I can imagine. I need to read it. It's on my to-do list. Uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, ledge. And this is a problem, you see. There's not enough spaces, is there? The reason I picked mm. Will Smith over Dave Chappelle, because I would pick Dave Chappelle generally. Yeah. But the reason I picked Will Smith is just because of how much I feel as though he's been through that's come to light, you know what I mean? And Yeah. You know, the amount of filmography he's got and music and this and that, that's why I'd have him. Denzel Washington is just a legend beyond beyond legends. And, yeah. you know, when I wanted to be an actor, he was the person I looked up to the most. Um, and then there's this girl called Aubrey Plaza. Okay. Yeah. Now, people might not know her that much, but she does, you know, she's pretty much like uh, a female actress. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, very awkward. If you typed in Aubrey Plaza awkward, 
yeah, yeah, you would see what I mean. But she is the funniest, funniest, possibly person I've ever encountered, yeah, whilst watching just random stuff. You know what I mean? And remember, yeah. that's a big accolade because there's there's a lot of funny people. Yeah, yeah. But the way she is, is just, it, you've got to see it. She's amazing. And I'd love to have her around just so she could be that awkward around us. Yeah. So I could see what she, you know, what makes a tick. Uh, what we would have uh, would be uh, a steak dinner. Mm. So you can't go wrong with a steak dinner. And to be fair, you know what? I think I might take them and Sister Malone Carter soon because I, I've kind of not had a steak dinner in a while. Um, so yeah, a steak dinner with all the you steak. I have a medium, uh, medium or medium well. I don't like these people who are like, oh, rare. I'm, I'm medium, medium rare. Yeah, no, listen, in a day, you know, take for tight whatever you need to, but. I can't have that much blood in my meat. I just can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel as though it's not warm enough, maybe. Because mm. it always feels like a bit, you know, like lukewarm when you have it with blood in. You know, like it just doesn't seem to be warm enough. You know, I know it's not cooked as well as I'd normally like it, but it just doesn't seem warm enough. So that's why I always have it medium warm. In fact, it's never medium well. It's probably medium. Yeah. Yeah. Just enough. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't want to kill it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> I don't also yeah. think it's already dead. It's already dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want it to be halfway. I want it to be like the vampire of steaks, like, oh, you're not living, but you're not dead. But yeah. you're there and thereabouts. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm saying? The steak, That's the steak the is in, in the chest, but you're not dead. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're there, we're there together, eating it with knives, but I don't want you living on my plate. I don't want you swimming or yeah. talking to me. <laughs> but I also don't want I also don't want to have to pray to you because you've absolutely gone. <laughs> so yes but yeah steak dinner with all the trimmings you know peppercorn sauce some yeah. chips uh, a salad wedge if I need to uh, some yeah. onion rings yeah. do you know what I mean nice grilled all tomato yeah yeah no, no, none of that what <laughs> not a grilled tomato that can get to fuck oh. no way no. grilled tomato bro yeah, nah bro no way don't even put that on a don't even put that on an English breakfast are you mad <laughs> No, you don't know what you're we missing. Could fall out. You don't we know could fall missing. out. No, I know what I'm missing because I tried it. You know what I mean? That's like people saying, Oh, I want to do anal with my girl, and then she's like, No, no, never, never. You say that you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, I do, bro. I don't want it. It's not happening. So, yeah, that's what I feel like uh, grilled tomato is bad anal. Okay, <laughs> and and there's me not eating grilled tomatoes ever again. <laughs> you are welcome. You are fully welcome. Next question. Uh, give me one oh. Netflix recommendation. Oofed. Oh God. We've had some good ones in the last two episodes. The thing is, okay, what kind? Because I like everything. If you notice, I put. Reviews on stuff and this yeah, and that. Yeah. But what kind of stuff do you actually like if you were going to watch them? Uh, I like I like thrillers. I like comedies. Um, yeah, that's usually my go-to. So when you're talking Netflix thing, you're talking series or it film? It could be series or film. Series or a film. Right. I think if I'm going to talk about I'd probably have to say series because obviously, um, you know, with regards to a film, it could be anything in it. There's mm-hmm. loads. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to series, I'd have to say, if it's Netflix, um, I've started recently watching, I know you said comedy thriller, but I started watching um, Afterlife with Loza. Oh, and I'm, I'm, yeah. It, it honestly is something else. You know, it's like so sad, but yet so funny. Yeah. You know, there's there's moments in it where you think yourself, bloody hell, this is too much. Do you know what I mean? Because it is a really sad story, but at yeah. the same time, because it's Ricky Gervais, it's hilarious. Yeah, I so, only I think I'm three episodes into that, the first season. I think when I watched it, it was very close to when my mum passed. So it was, I think it was a bit too early. Right, a bit too but deep, too too much. Yeah, probably now I need to give it another go. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I I don't just like I started watching it. And I started thinking, you know what, she's on because me and Loz have different things to watch. Mm-hmm. We don't watch the same stuff. But I've seen her watching it, so I started started watching it because I work upstairs in, in my room. 
I started watching it from the beginning because she started watching it before me. So I started watching it from the beginning. And then one day I'm going to say to her, oh, look, I'm caught up to with you now. We can watch it together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm proper in it. And I'm like, wow, there's something else. Now, if, away from Netflix, I'm massively into like the occult sort of stuff. Yeah. So away from like when I watch like a lot of vampire werewolf stuff and I'm watching this thing called Supernatural at the moment, but it's not on Netflix, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And I tell you what, that's something else. I right. cannot stop watching it. It is something else. But that I think you have to be into like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, me and Sarah are on Vampire Diaries at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I've watched all of that already. Yeah. And then yeah. the originals and then the legacies. Watched them all. Um, so yeah, I moved on to Supernatural because I felt like I was away from a lot of occult stuff. And then this has got like 15 seasons, 23 episodes a piece. So yeah, majorly into it. But what do you think of the Vampire Diaries? I'm loving it. Like, says has watched it all before, but says she can't right. remember any of it. So we're watching it now, yeah, yeah. and she's like, I don't remember this. I'm like, how? How, how do you not remember it? Yeah. It's all right. But it's because there's it so anyway. many of them. Yeah, it's maybe. So yeah. Many of them. If, were, if I were to watch originals with you now, there's only five seasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember everything. But, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, is there like 13 seasons oh, of Vampire Diaries? Yeah, there's loads. More? Yeah, there's loads. There's loads, and there's a lot of episodes. So there's a lot of things where, are you, are you, sometimes you're watching something and you're not really watching it but you can hear it. Yeah. So you don't remember it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's probably where Sarah's at. She's probably like, oh yeah, I've watched it, but not like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. it's one of them ones, but yeah, if you're watching The Vampire Diaries, I'm telling you, have you, have you not seen the originals yet? Then? Not yet, no. So you've got to watch that after The Vampire Diaries 100%. Yeah. Uh, if you've watched the original, if you watch Vampire Diaries though, so what season are you in on there? I couldn't tell you, you know. Honestly, there's that many episodes you just get lost. Don't you? Have like, you seen Have you seen Klaus yet? Klaus and the yeah, Lions. yeah, they're all in it. Yeah, yeah, they're long. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they're they're in the original uh, yeah. uh, series, and they obviously they made me want to watch uh, the originals, yeah. basically, because yeah. it was such good characters. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> very good. I, did, so, I didn't yeah. think it'd be something I'd be into, but it is very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, last question: What's one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? Yeah, easy this, 100% easy. Uh, and I've always said it because I've always said that I'm going to say it to my kids. And it's basically, don't chase women. I won't say it like I said it in the text, but <laughs> don't chase women, don't. Because, they, listen, you're going to get them, all guys, depending on what sexual prowess they've got, yeah. yeah? But you'll get enough of them when the time comes. You'll get enough of that. Because at the end of the day, it's always going to be around for you. You know what I mean? But knowledge and that's like what you've got, what you've got to get now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowledge is power. And the more you've got, the more successful you'll be. And I'll say that to my son's hundred percent. My little kid, Prince, I think he'll be one of the smartest kids. And I hope he will be. But from the way I can see how he's progressing already, I can tell that he's yeah. going to be a smart kid. He comes home and says stuff to me that I don't even understand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll say, Daddy, I know what this is. And then I'll say, right, give me an example of that. And he'll give me the example. And I think, wow, this guy reading at a different level, bro. Yeah. He's not reading yeah, yeah. like for a six year old, he's reading for a 10 year old. This guy is smart. So I'm glad that I probably don't need to have that conversation with him. Yeah. With regards to jailbait Roman, <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that I'm going to be talking and be like, listen, <laughs> stop chasing pussy. You need to get some knowledge because he'll be in jail if he's a gangster. He's a gangster, bro. Do you know what I mean? So that's the conversation I probably have to have with him. That knowledge is power, and that is the conversation I'd have with myself, my younger self. Listen, bro. Listen, you've you've done well. You got base gunner, but what have you really learned? Do you know what I mean? What have you really took from that? Nothing apart from your sex game, and even that's like not brilliant. It's good, <laughs> but it's not like you, it's not like you can hit heights. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you and you and Lexington stealing corn videos together in the best. So I'd 100% say knowledge is power, learn everything you can, and then, you know, relationships with women will come around after that. 100%. Perfect. 100%. Perfect. Marco, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, my brother. This, is, um, this has been on. fantastic, does it? fantastic like it makes me obviously start you know people like to talk about themselves let's not forget that yeah yeah and give me the platform to be able to just talk about myself yeah well i think like because obviously like we have a bit of a fan base with the two bros thing but we've never done like a do you mean like they don't know us they just know our opinion on football do you know what i mean so we've never actually done like a getting to know you type thing so i i like it i like this format it's good 
Um, yeah. <laughs> me bigging up my own podcast. No, but it is. No, it's good. It's good. It's good that I'm getting to like. Like I said, I've heard things here what I don't know about you, and I've known you for years, man. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it yeah. does open up a uh, a window of opportunity to get to ask you questions that I wouldn't maybe normally ask you in person. So yeah. But well, yeah, to be fair, um, I thought I thought there was going to be some sad stuff, and I thought I don't even know if I can deal with that tonight. Do you know what I mean? But it's actually been really sort of positive, and I feel as though that's the best thing you can do for people in general. Yeah, uh, keep the positivity going. I know it's like a bit of a cliche and a fad, but it is the best thing. Isn't it? I'm going to bed well happy tonight because I feel positive as fuck. Which you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Nah, like I say, it's been a pleasure, man. Honestly, like you are <laughs> entertainer. Top dad, one of my best friends. Like pleasure, pleasure to have you on, man. Honestly, thank you Love for that, your time. Bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Right, 100%. we're gonna end it there. This has been the Dodcast. I hope you enjoy it. Please keep sharing it. Um, <laughs> I've started a Patreon page. I don't know if you've seen. A what I mean, page? I mean a Patreon. I mean it's to try and get paid. I bought this mic right, and realised yeah, yeah. that the money's the money's not quite there. So you yeah, know, you feel need free to, to they donate. Get Hundred percent will be your first donation as soon as I get you to pay for pay. Send it to me, and we'll get that going so we can uh, keep you in the thing. Because then, the more people that run here, the more that people will get to know other people as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. always a story, you know. Always a story. Yeah, man. Right. That has been the Doscast. This has been Marco Moses. Thank uh, you, guys. Thank, thank you, you for once hearing again. My story. No worries. Peace. Peace.